I'm Mike Sibley, leader of the James Warren Manufacturing Team. I'd also like to introduce Kevin Golden, one of my partners and members of the James Warren Manufacturing Team as well, to the broadcast. Uh, Kevin will be joining me as we discuss preparing for 2023, budgeting, cash flow management. We're also going to discuss some of the macroeconomic information and predictions from U.S. Chamber economists and how that impacts uh, preparing for 2023, some things you might be expecting, uh, some things that may create some opportunities as well. So, so first, uh, Kevin, welcome to the broadcast. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to kick off this uh, broadcast for the 2023 year. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, Kevin, let's let's jump into a little bit. You, we've been talking a lot, you know, about some of the things going on in the economy, some of the macroeconomics. The U.S. Chamber put out some information. Uh, so, why don't you kick it off and just some of the some of the things that that we're hearing and seeing. Yeah, some highlights of what we're hearing about and been uh, uh, reading about recently is overall for 2023, there's a prediction in a drop in consumer spending, right? Obviously, that's going to affect some manufacturing industries, a variety of other industries, some people more than others. But again, overall, we're seeing that there's going to be a drop in consumer spending, right? Now, inflation kind of plays a part into that. It's cooled some. But the Fed, uh, the government's still looking at some small rate increases. So we're still going to be battling that with those rate increases and the impact it's going to have on everybody. Um, job openings, still a lot of them, right? There's still about four and a half, 4.4, 4.5 million more job openings than unemployed workers right now. So still a struggle out there to get that workforce into the office, into those places of business to actually work. Um, and then businesses are actually starting to get some pushback on the rising prices. We've seen inflation for the last couple of years just, you know, end over end increase, um, mainly because of labor and other things. Um, but we're starting to get to where now uh, a lot of those businesses from the consumers are starting to push back some on those. So hopefully that's obviously going to have an impact, but in, uh, inflation and costs continue to increase. Well, and that's, and that's what's kind of been weird about this, this discussion of a uh, you know, a recession, a pullback, whatever the case might be. You know, for a couple of years, we did have a lot of government money coming out into the economy. Uh, we had people saving money, but then as inflation just blew up, people, you know, just reading an article in the Wall Street Journal the other day talking about uh, the savings accounts, the, the money that people were being able to save from from some of this, the, the how much the economy was booming, really started taking a taking a hit from inflation. And so, you know, it's it's one of those things that how how much is that going to pull back on on some of the, the demand for for consumer goods that are out there? Uh, like you said, you know, some manufacturers, you know, in the healthcare area and others, they may not see as much of a of an issue as uh, some in, in different industries that may be affected. But this is also kind of weird because you know you were hearing a lot about uh, the tech companies with layoffs. And, you know, how is that going to impact? On the other hand, you've still got a lot of industries out there looking for workers. And so it's this, it's this kind of a strange dynamic, I think, in the, in the economy today and some of the news that we're, we're hearing. So, and I know a lot of manufacturers now, at least some of our client bases, have, have kind of sta stabilized a little bit, but still looking for, always still looking for that help out there. And uh, a great number of them still have a, a, a good amount of backlog that they're working off of. So it's, you know, but you, again, you hear some of the CFOs, CEOs talking about, um, 
you know, they're, they're worried about CapEx spending. And so how, you know, to some degree, sometimes I, I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You hear about all this stuff in the news. So people slow down their spending and next thing you know, you know, here we are, we're, we're in a recession. So, or, you know, heading towards a little bit, but, you know, some of the economic news has still been positive out there. So it's this really strange dynamic. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, I think too, uh, one thing that you're going to see continue to battle are those margins, right? In those businesses, as this, as these costs continue to increase, as labor continues to increase, um, you're going to see a great, you know, as our prices increase, a great uh, increase in our revenues. And I know we're going to get into some budgeting, cash flow paying in a minute, but so it's looking great on the top line. But then those margins, trying to preserve those, what they were pre 2020 rates, right? And, and increasing growth from there. Um, you know, it's just a battle in and of itself, not only during COVID, but now that we're on the other end and still battling that for the last few years and including this year is going to be no different trying to preserve and keep that margin um, for most of our clients. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's interesting and, and you know, this this leads right into using a budget to help understand where your year is going to go is when you listen to the CEOs of these big tech companies, um, you know, when they talk about layoffs, every one of them is apologizing, saying we just grew too much staff. We just grew to we let it get out of control. And, you know, I can think back to, you know, 2007, eight, nine, when companies were were going through that recession. And a lot of the feedback was we just got fat. You know, when revenues are increasing, when things are going up, it's easy. And, and maybe you lack capacity. Some of it is try just try and add people just try and add 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 and you know you're so busy you're not taking the time to look at how can we do this more efficiently how do we do it how do we eliminate some of the waste how do we do things better uh maybe we can generate some more throughput without so much of the so much of adding and adding and adding and get to the point where if we do have a little bit of a pullback we see business decline a little bit uh, you can you can manage that a little bit easier than maybe having to let people go because, like you said, with with margins, prices there are still raw material prices going up in in certain cases, and continuing to push on price increases is 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 challenging for some. I know for sure. Well, and, and like you mentioned, sometimes in, in this day and age where this weird labor dynamic. Some of those answers aren't just to trim it up, right? It's to use what you have more efficiently because you can't just easily go out there and get the next worker anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So again, it's looking, taking a harder look at what do we have and how can you use that better, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily right. just cutting costs. Use better your resources, your tools, your people that you have to then increase those margins and, 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 and get, get more utilization out of what you have. Absolutely. So let's, let's, you know, let's jump into the budgeting side of things. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the end, it's, it's end of January, beginning of February, we're, 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 you know, one month into the, into the year, but it's not too late to really be taking a look at your budget, preparing a budget. And, and, you know, you know, why use a budget? Well, it's just a guide, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, we're just here sitting here talking about margins, possibly going down, labor costs going up, things like that. Well, what does that mean from a, a bottom line impact? Uh, you know, sometimes just because revenue is going up doesn't, you know, if you're not managing some of these other costs, then it's it's one of those things that you can actually be less profitable, right? And if you've got a management team, if you're a little bit larger company, get your management team involved. One of the best practices you can have in a budgeting standpoint is get your management team involved in the process. Get them responsible for their area. If you're a small business, 
uh, you might have one or two key people get them involved in the in the process and and have them be taking some ownership in this because the more input that you can get maybe you come up with better ideas on how to do things the other thing is to be realistic right you know a lot of times people budget growth that's completely unrealistic or margins that are completely unrealistic and you know i think they create a situation where it's not going to guide anywhere you know it's 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 really not a useful piece of data. And so you can use historical data, you can use uh, backlog information, you can, you know, take the inf the data that you have, but also look at it and say, okay, well, how is our labor trending? Are we trending on more overtime lately? You know, sometimes it's like, okay, well, how did the last three months of your year go as opposed to how did the full year go? Don't necessarily rely on a full year's worth of data. What's your trend? What are your trends doing? And then make sure you're modeling the trends. Um, or if the trends are going the uh, direction you didn't expect then say, okay, what am I going to do to di be different than these trends? And by putting that information in there, it gives you a big picture look at, um, you know, gives you information to be able to make decisions. And that's what this is all about is, is making decisions on, on the information that's presented to you and comparing to actual. Right. And, and so taking that information and saying, OK, I thought January was going to do this. We did that. Where did we go off or, hey, where were we better? And using that to then shape the rest of the year, each year you update each each month, each quarter, semi-annually, you get to that point where you're really working with good information. Well, and, and you hit the nail on the head, right? That, that budget is really a guide is to point us in the right direction. And say, and like you said, OK, this didn't go the way we want. Does it make sense, right? First of all, does that make sense that it didn't mm -hmm. based on what I'm seeing in my everyday job, not just what the numbers are telling me, but does that makes sense. And then gaining that understanding of why it went, right? So you can gain a lot from experience and knowledge, and you're only going to get that if you're doing this on a regular basis, right? Not waiting until there's an event. Oh, it's tax time. Oh, it's time to report to the bank. Oh, it's time to report to whomever, um, my, other, my owners, um, my leadership group. No, it's, it's looking at that on a regular basis to gain that understanding because, again, in the old age, uh, the old adage that uh, knowledge is power is very much true, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, going back to gaining ownership from management figures, that's just accountability, right? So it's not only getting their buy-in and getting them to, you know, incentivize to do the behavior you want to to grow your company in the right way and sustain your company, um, but then it's holding them accountable to that, Right. Um, whether that's uh, people affecting you on the outside in or your own management team inside, right? Um, and, and vice versa, them holding you accountable as the business owner, as the leader, right? Um, by doing that, again, you gain, gain a greater knowledge of what are we doing right? What can we be doing better? Because it's always a work in process, but simply waiting until something happens to start looking at these types of things can often lead to unintended consequences that at that point, you don't have a lot of options. And frankly, that's what I like. I like options, right? And the more often we look at these things, we at least have options to say, hey, even if things are growing, going well, there is such a thing as growing too, too fast and outpacing yourself. So it's, is that what we wanted? Is that what we had planned? Those kind of questions can be asked and answered by, again, building out that budget, looking at the budget actual on a regular basis, not just at pivotal moments where I have to report to someone else or, um, you know, at the end of the year. Right. Well, and I think, you know, it's also about, it allows you to then connect operations and finance, right? You know, the budget, the actual, but you know, what's going on in operations 
and, and engaging people who are in your operations um, to be able to say, what is really going on here? Uh, why do I think my margin should be this? Or why do I think this is happening? But when I look at my budget, I'm uh, something different's coming out. When I look at my actual results, why is something different coming out? It allows you to ask the why, what's going on? What's causing this? And so, you know, that, that becomes a really important tool to make sure that the year, again, a small business to a very large business, all can benefit from these budgets to be able to plan out, hey, how is this going to go? But then the next piece of, of the budget and, and perhaps the more important piece is then to say, okay, well, what does this mean from a cash flow standpoint? Uh, cash is king. And I know one of the things that's happening with, with a lot of manufacturers is they've been They've been uh, adding a lot more inventory because of supply chain issues. One of the biggest issues been out there is supply chain issues. So they add more inventory. Well, when you add inventory, that's taking, that's literally taking cash and putting in inventory. And, and in years past, I would, I would always be, you know, love the whole just in time. I love working with supply chain management. I love getting those things. But this has been, you know, the last two years have been really, really difficult on supply chain management. So the question is, you know, how, can you work on that some? Can you improve that? Can you can you reduce your inventories? But with a budget, what we can do is then take what that profitability is estimated to be and then turn it into a cash flow using estimated inventory turns, using AR days, accounts payable days. Now this gets sophisticated, right? It gets It can get complicated, but really once you set it up, you can say, okay, hey, based on this, I might be cash flow negative at the end of the year with with this. And what is that? And why that might that be? Well, it could be because you are growing and growth requires working capital. And, you know, if, if you're not monitoring your days of outstanding AR and how often you're paying your vendors and your payroll, you can be growing and growing and growing. And you may have a line of credit need. And that line of credit you currently have may not be sufficient enough to get there. So then taking your budget and turning it into uh, a, a cash flow need, a line of credit need, then gives you power because it gives you information to be able to go to your bank and say, hey, I've got a million dollar line of credit right now. I'm going to need at least 1.5 available this year based on the growth pattern that I see. And for them, it's great information. Uh, your, your, your bankers love to be able to see it. They want to be, they, they, they can get their hands around something that, get you know they they can get their hands around this and say hey how did you develop this and you can talk through your process so here's here's how we came up with this we feel good about this budget realistic and you know just based on this you know um we think we're going to need this additional help and, and that gives them the information to be able to, to help them on that well and and that's a perfect you know example of a presenting to a bank or something in a financing need or a line of credit because bankers they're they're not account they're not the the most sophisticated financial people some are better than others but just like many people who are not financial line of people that don't read these all the time or don't understand your business intimately they fear what they don't understand so greater transparency greater budgeting and greater planning cash flow planning helps them to better understand. And when they understand, they feel a lot better about loaning to things they understand than things they simply don't. Um, so I think it's a great, a great um, you know, example and reason there. Also, um, cash flow, while it can get kind of complicated, remember that uh, you know, everyone's still feeling the way they did from 2008. 
from even 2020, 2021, when things just changed dramatically. Again, some people were affected more than others, but everyone was affected in 2008. So doing that helps say, okay, even in a, in a growth pattern, but then what if things slow down? What if we're sitting here six months from now and saying, okay, the next year is going to be a big slow, much slower than what it has been, right? Mm -hmm. um, again, cash flow planning now helps you to say, okay, well, what am I going to do? If I need to pivot like we all did in 2020, what am I going to do? And makes those conversations a lot easier, not easy, but easier as you're more prepared for events that may occur, whether those be to your benefit or not. Right. And I think the other piece of information this ends up giving you is you can then say, okay, how do I improve my cash flows? What are steps that, based on this, I'm not liking what I'm seeing? Okay, well, let, let's go review our, our customer and our receivable list. Who's paying late? Are they paying late consistently? What can we do to improve that? Maybe we got to go back and say, hey, you know, we got you on 60 day terms. We'd like to have you on 45 day terms. See if that could be something that, that you, can, you can work on. Uh, look at your inventory levels. Can you work with your supply chain to, to improve some of those inventory levels? Um, work on some of this just in time. Look at what your purchasing patterns are. See where you can possibly make some improvements along those ways. Look at your production cycle, any way that you can sort, uh, shorten it, reduce, reduce some waste, things of that nature. And then, of course, look at your, your paying terms with your supply chain. What are your terms? You know, most manufacturers have a cycle of high raw materials. It's an inventory for a period of time. It goes into production. You pay payroll. Uh, after 30 days, you pay your vendors. Every week or every other week, you pay your, your employees. And then you finally ship the product. And then you've got 30, 45, 60 or longer day terms with your customers. So you could be, from the moment you buy your raw materials to the time you collect from your customers might be, anywhere from three to six or more months of time that you're funding. And so the question is, you know, through this process and what you see in cash flows, particularly in a growth environment, is there anything you can do to shorten those cycles? And that's another area that a budget can be really super useful on. And it doesn't have to be super complicated. It can be really on a, on a relatively basic level and still give you the information that you need to have there. So Kevin, in terms of you know, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, we, we've kind of alluded to it, but monitoring the budget versus actual. What are, what are the things that would be, you know, great steps there? Yeah. So first of all, uh, as we mentioned, you know, actually setting up that budget, right? Again, if you haven't done it, it's not too late, right? Go ahead and set up one for the year. Just because we're a month in doesn't mean that all is lost. So go ahead and set one up, right? Secondly is make sure you have timely financials, okay? Timely data, right? Getting that is super important. It does me no good if I set a budget up, but then I never actually measure against that budget, and more importantly, don't measure against it timely. Then I'm not having decisions. If I'm finding out about what happened in January, in May, I have no time at all to make those decisions about what do I need to do in February, March, and April, in those months, any time to pivot at all, um, before I notice that, oh, my costs are getting out of hand. Oh, um, you know, my margins aren't what I want them to be, right? Oh, my pricing needs to increase or needs to change. You can't pivot for that in real time. And again, that's costing you dollars, right? Mm -hmm. So again, it's, it's not only setting up a budget, but then getting those results timely, those financials timely, completed timely. So working with whoever that's internally for you is super key, closely with your other financial advisors, whether it be a banker, an accountant, anyone to help um, again, in any areas that you may need uh, help with that timely reporting, 
getting that done timely is going to be essential, right? To then monitoring, okay, now what's actually happened in the last month, two months or so, last quarter, compared to my budget and why. Then you start asking all those questions we talked about. But again, it's, it's key to having all that data not only completed, but completed accurately and timely. And again, if you don't have someone internally finding that right person, uh, consulting with your accountant, with your um, other financial advisors, heck, even with your peer groups in your, um, in your mm -hmm. community, or the industry in which you work can be vitally important um, to measure and hold each other accountable. But again, um, it starts with all having that key financial data completed and completed timely. So then you can actually measure how you're doing on a regular basis and make you know decisions in real time rather than after the fact. Yeah, Kevin, actually, that was a great point about comparing to your a lot. A lot of manufacturers are members of associations that are specific to their industry, and if you are, a lot of times there's good data points out there. And, and even if if you're not, there's general manufacturing data points and benchmarks. We do that all the time. We we pull out benchmarking data and information. It's a, it's a great way to do. The last thing I'd say, just because Kevin covered that so well. Um, is, you know, this is where you can also engage your team, you know, whether it's a very small team, whether it's a very large team, engage them in the results and engage them in a, saying, okay, this is what we thought was going to happen. This is what happened. How do we get better at this? Or where do we go? Or, Hey, why did we do better? Why, why were we 50% of our budget for this month? That's great. Did we over budget or are we missing an expense that's going to hit us down the road somewhere? Are we deferring maintenance that we should be doing? Uh, to do better on the budget or, you know, what are our misses there? So there, it can go both ways, the good and the bad. It's just making sure that you understand the why behind it. So uh, super important to go through all of this. And and so again, you know, our, you know, we recommend using a budget. We recommend turning it into a cash flow projection, uh, but be realistic, get your team involved. And then like Kevin said, get timely financials and, and measure, and measure against uh, yourself and, and see and see where you're going. And I think with that, that'll allow you the opportunity to uh, be prepared and be responsive. And, it, you know, you can be proactive as opposed to reactive, which puts you in a better leverage point. So uh, with that, uh, Kevin, thanks for joining me for the first time. Looking forward to, you know, having you on each month to talk through different topics. Uh, you know, uh, it's a great conversation to have. So appreciate your, your input on that as well. Yep. Thanks, Mike. And so with that, thanks, everyone. I, I hope you have uh, a great rest of your day and a, and a great month and looking forward to uh, next month's uh, broadcast. To learn more about James Moore and Company's manufacturing services, go to jmco.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our More on Manufacturing series to receive updates when new videos and podcasts are released. If you'd like to be a guest, or if there's a topic you'd like to see covered on a future episode, contact us on our website. You can also follow us on social media for more news as the landscape on manufacturing continues to rapidly evolve.